We read of heroes of the faith in the scriptures. And we have faith in the glorious future God has prepared for those that believe. But what about the present? Faith for Today is a teaching ministry of Faith Baptist Tabernacle in Jamestown, Tennessee with Pastor Josh Grubbs. With today's message, here's Pastor Josh. And John's gospel account of this reminds us that they went to the Jordan to baptize. It says this, because there was much water there. There was much water there. And in order to properly demonstrate what salvation is, faith in the death and the burial and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, you need more than just a little water. You need a lot of water to do so. The Greek word here is actually the word baptizo. In fact, this is interesting. When they were translating the Greek into English, remember that King James was the king at the time, and this was uh, an Anglican background, and they had began to baptize by the mode of sprinkling. And when they come to this Greek word, baptizo, which means to immerse, they didn't translate it into English. They made up a new English word that sounded like the Greek word. They changed the word baptizo to baptize. Why? So that King James wouldn't get too upset at their mode of baptism in the Anglican church. The Greek word actually means to immerse. So it makes sense in verse number 10 then that it says in straightway coming up out of the water. Now, maybe a word that we would understand better is the word submerge or submersion. Maybe you understand that better than immersion. But let me tell you a big difference. Sometimes when you submerge something, it doesn't come back up. So how many of you are thankful that we immerse? But that is why you say, why? wouldn't it just be simpler if we could just, you know, get a little thing up here and sprinkle? It would be simpler. And I wouldn't get wet and they wouldn't be cold. But we're picturing something. And we are following the model that is given for us in Scripture. So Jesus' baptism then, it was to affirm His deity, it is to identify with those that He came to save, and it is to give us a public example to follow. And I want to stress this as well this morning, that baptism will not save you. It will not save you. It is a public declaration of your faith in Jesus Christ. But if you've never been baptized in this way, declaring your faith in the gospel and the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, and you've put your faith in Jesus Christ, then I would certainly encourage you to do so. I like to call it our spiritual wedding band. It doesn't make us married, but it says to everyone that sees us, we're not ashamed that we're married. We wear it publicly. We proclaim it. So we see Jesus in the water, and then secondly, we see, and we'll spend most of our time here, Jesus in the wilderness, in verses 12 and 13. No sooner was Jesus publicly and miraculously declared to be God's beloved Son, that He was led into the wilderness where He would undergo intense temptation from Satan. Again, why did He do this? Leaving us an incredible model to follow, because you and I are going to be tempted. We feel the intensity of these temptations. We 
feel, look at it, the spiritual warfare that is, that is there, that is in the text. When Mark mentions of Satan and the wild beast, and then he mentions Jesus and the angels that are ministering to him, we can see this spiritual warfare going on right in front of us in the wilderness where he is taken out to be tempted. And the Bible tells us this about Jesus, that he was tempted in all points, just like we are, one main difference, yet without sin, sinless. Now, because Mark is the action gospel and he doesn't spend much time on the details Here's where we're going to need to go to Matthew chapter 4. So take your Bible, go to Matthew chapter 4, which is the corresponding text to Mark chapter 1. And we're going to look, because Matthew goes into more detail about the temptations. Mark chapter 4. The first temptation that we see here is an appeal to the physical appetite of Jesus. Now understand this and remember this, that when Jesus came to take on human form, He was still God, He was still deity, but He was, but he was also man. He got tired, He was hungry, He had the physical appetites of a man. And so the first temptation that comes to Him is an appeal to the physical appetite. And what we see here is that Jesus is committed to the will of God. Look at verse number 3 of Matthew chapter 4. And when the tempter came to him, he said, If, and that's, here's a, here's a key phrase you'll want to mark, If thou be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread. Satan comes right away at Jesus on an attack of his identity. What had just happened in the Jordan? God the Father had said, this is indeed my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. This is the Son of God. And so here comes Satan right away with an attack on his identity. If you are who God says you are, if you are who you say you are, then why are you here in the wilderness hungry? If you're really the Son of God, then just turn these stones into bread and eat. Take care of your physical needs. Take care of your physical hunger. And the primary thrust of Satan's attack is Jesus' loyalty, don't miss this, to the will of God. Here is Jesus, our example, and He is teaching us to deny ourselves and to surrender to the will of God. You see, when Jesus left heaven to come to this earth as a missionary to mankind and to take on humanity... He voluntarily, voluntarily gave up his independent use of his divine attributes. Now, he didn't give up his divine attributes. He touched, he healed, he did miracles. But he put himself now under the will of God and he voluntarily gave up the independent use of those things without the will of God. So yes, could he have called 10,000 angels? Could he have called a, a five-course meal to become and be prepared before him? Yes, but if he did, he would be acting in independence of the Holy Spirit who had led him into the wilderness. He would be acting independent of the Father who had permitted him to be deprived of bodily substance. Satan was suggesting that Jesus use the resources, the abilities of his sonship to violate the responsibility of his sonship because he was on a mission. He was on a mission from God. 
Jesus is not only validating His deity, but He is also giving you and I an example to follow when we are tempted. And if you miss everything else, I say this morning, don't miss this. Because Jesus is teaching us how to deal with temptation. When He was tempted, what does Jesus do? He's teaching us by His response. So He quotes Deuteronomy chapter 8 and verse 3. What we read in Matthew 4, 4, what Jesus is quoting is a direct quote from Deuteronomy chapter 8 and verse 3. So here's what Jesus says. But he answered Jesus' response. And he says, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And I want to just break down his response real quick into two parts because it's important. What is the first three words of his response? It is written. It is written. Don't miss the example that Jesus is giving us. He fights temptation with the word of God. Would you say that with me? He fights temptation with the word of God. You will listen to Faith for Today, a teaching ministry of Faith Baptist Tabernacle in Jamestown, Tennessee, with Pastor Josh Grubbs. We would love for you to come worship with us at Faith Baptist Tabernacle on Sundays, Sunday school at 10 a.m., morning worship at 11 a.m., evening worship at 6 p.m. All times are central time. And on Wednesday, we have services just for you. There's a kids program, youth service, young adults, cause and career age service, and an adult Bible study and prayer. All those start at 6.30 Central Time. To learn more about Faith Baptist Tabernacle, you can go to faithjamestown.org or call 931-879-9137. Faith Baptist Tabernacle is located in Jamestown, 627 South Main Street.